This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt's a Friday here in Pittsburgh. It's the Friday before the opening of the NFL's uh, 2023 season officially uh, starts next week and uh, yeah. a lot of stuff to get to today on the show. Uh, but I did want to make note that um, Dick Haley, the uh, one of the architects of the, the teams of the seventies uh, died today. Of course he was, was the uh, Steelers director of pro personnel uh, player personnel, I should say during the uh, 1970s, basically 1971 through 1990. Um, and so he was, you can draw a direct, line from Dick Haley to Tom Donahoe to Kevin Colbert and now Omar Khan. That job mm-hmm. has morphed into the quote unquote official GM job, but that was Dick Haley's job back in, in the, in the seventies when the Steelers were, of course, you know, the, maybe the greatest franchise uh, or the greatest dynasty in the history of uh, the NFL. Yeah, and he's a bit of a scouting legend, of course, Pittsburgh guy, and you know he. It, it's amazing to me, you know. I, I'm almost fifty years old. I've seen three head coaches, and now basically you've seen more or less four GMs. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, like just the, and he, it doesn't get looked at in that light like the coaching, you know, head coach situation does. But the stability and the stuff that he built, you know, to pass it on to Tom Donahoe and then to Kevin, and you know, it makes. Uh, just such a huge impact on the whole, you know, franchise as a whole. Yeah, and of course, uh, he's also the father of uh, Todd Haley, the former Steelers uh, offensive coordinator, and uh, just, uh, um, you know, he's a he's a Washington County guy, like I now consider myself. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, sad to sad to hear that. I knew he'd been oh. ill for a while, um, but uh, thoughts uh, go out to, to the, the the Haley family, and uh, you know. Um, you're starting to see some of these guys pass like that. Uh, that's just uh, the reality of, of the world we live in. Um, it is. You know. But um, anyway, so as I mentioned, Matt, the uh, NFL free agent period basically starts next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, teams can start negotiating deals in the legal tampering period. So I thought we'd start the show today by taking a look at some of the free agents who were out there. And uh, sure. I thought we'd pretty much kind of focus on areas of need for the Steelers. So I, I really wanted to take a hard look at the linebacker position. Okay. Um, and if you look at that, uh, I'm just going off the list here that uh, pro football focus has your, their top guys available. You got Levante, David, you got Tremaine Edmonds, David Long, uh, Bobby Wagner, TJ Edwards, Bobby Okarike, Leighton Vander Esch, Jermaine Pratt, Drew Tranquil, Alex Singleton uh, from the, the uh, Broncos, Kaiser White, yeah. another Eagle player, Aziz Alshihir, um, Denzel Perryman, Cole Holcomb, Eric Kendricks got added to that group earlier this week. Uh, you got Caden Ellis uh, from the Saints, Rashawn Evans from the, who played for the Falcons last year, uh, Quincy Williams with the Jets, Anthony Walker from the Browns, Devin Bush all the way down there on this list, uh, Alex Anzalone 
and then uh, Cody Barton, Nicholas Moore. I mean, there's there's a lot of dudes there at this position, and I'm just wondering, uh, how do you think that the 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 draft this year affects that? Well, I think I'd rather have one of these guys. Me too. Me too. I, I've been I've been saying that all along that because this class. Uh, it always goes back to painting the barn red when you got red paint. You know what I mean? Like there's a wealth of off the ball linebackers. Probably the first 10 or so that you mentioned to me are clear upgrades of what the Steelers played with last year and would be very attractive to me from, you know, early in free agency. But I also think because there's so many of them, you're probably not going to have to spend crazy dollars on off the ball linebackers. And that's the thing. I think these guys, you know, maybe a couple of these guys get paid. Um, I think you'd have to look maybe at some of the younger guys that are available there. Levante David make, uh, they also have their contract projections here. Uh, Pro Mm -hmm. football uh, focus is looking at um, two years, 22 million for Levante David Mm -hmm. with 15.25 guaranteed. Whereas you look at Tremaine Edmonds, and he's you know it's a four year, seventy five million dollar deal that they project. It's going to get that done because he's a much younger player. Right, right, right. He's ascending. Yeah. Um, so, I've made jokes about the Edmonds brothers and all that as well. I don't think I'm shopping at the top of the market though for linebackers. I don't think so either because I yeah. think you, I think you, you, I think you sign one of these guys. And you draft another one this year, not in the first I, round, right? But I maybe you know, pick forty nine, pick eighty. I hear you. I would, I would consider signing two. To be honest with you, I mean, sign one now, and ten days from now, the prices will all go down. If there's still another out there, I'm interested. Depending, I mean, I assume Jack is going to be back. And but here's I, what, here's let's talk about Miles Jack. So here's yeah. what I would do with him, Matt. He's still 27 years old, right? So I would actually maybe give him a little bit of an extension. Okay, I'd offer him another year or two onto the end of. So right now, you know, he's he's going to count uh, 11.25 million against our cap. They would clear eight million dollars in salary cap space to release him. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Consider, but right. I'm okay bringing him back, adding maybe another year or two onto his contract, and lowering that cap hit this year. Uh, he's fine. I think mm-hmm. you know with, with a full year under his belt, um, I think he'll be much better in this defense. And let's not forget, he led the led the team in tackles last year. Yeah, despite missing a few games. So I, I think there's something there. And I'm I'm willing to bring him back, but lowering that that cap that price because cutting him to save eight million dollars, I'm going to spend that eight million dollars replacing him, and then I'm still going to have a need. Oh right, I mean I think if you cut him, I think you need one plus Jack, or you know cutting him now you need two, you know. Right. So, and to your point, I. I would probably rather have eight million than Jack as it stands right now, but it's a close conversation. And I hadn't thought of the extension idea, but that does make a lot of sense. And I think that's an easy sell. As long as my team doctors are telling me he just had normal injuries last year. I mean, they they weren't, they they weren't an issue with the knee. 
It was a hamstring, right. you know, hamstring groin. It was a groin, I think, actually, not a hamstring. So, yeah. you know, those things happen. You know, right, that's right. just fluky that could have happened to anybody, or do we think this guy's going to have a hard time staying on the field? And if my doctors tell me I have a hard time staying on the field, well, then I cut him and I use the money. If yeah. not, I love the extension idea. And I would look at him as a starter and I would yeah. try to find. But if he's like more of my two as opposed to being my one. Right. Now I'm in much better shape. Yes. I mean, even if it's a Bobby Okarike, you know, he's a good player or Jermaine Pratt, you know, I mean, they're NFL starting linebackers that never have to leave the field. I'm fine with him and Jack, you know, one of the, and Robinson and maybe even Spillane at a bargain basement price, because I know exactly what he is. If I'm, I don't love drafting one high. I, I just don't because I don't love this class. There's so many other spots I would love to go. So, I mean, that might change after free agency. That's the only thing I'll fight you on here is I, I'm not big on using a day two pick on linebackers. Well, my, my problem with it is, okay, so if if you if you extend uh, yeah. Jack, let's say you sign a – I mean, they're saying Bobby Wagner's the, the projection on him is $6.5 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in – first of all, I'm in for that. Yeah, right, right. So I've now I've got Jack and Bobby Wagner, or I've got Jack and TJ Edwards. Right. Well, I'm not asking Jack or TJ Edwards to play special teams. No, Robinson's no, no, no. gonna play special teams for me. Right. Um, you know, do I think let's say, for example, Spillane can still be a, a core special teams player? Probably. Yeah. But I still also then have to replace uh, you know, they carried five of them last year. Yeah, but they often carry four. But I think that fifth guy can play can play some teams for you. And if he's a guy with some upside, I know everybody here loves Mark Robinson, and I'm not dissing Mark Robinson at all. But he was a seventh round draft pick last year. He's the cherry on top. He's right. on the sun. If he right. develops, that's that's great. If mm-hmm. he doesn't, it doesn't mean that you know that was a missed draft pick or something. But I want I need my I need my reserve linebackers to play special teams. And then if something happens to one of these guys, now the, the pecking, again, I, I just, I, I don't mind the idea of, I don't want to take one early in the draft in the first round, probably not even with a pick at 32, but I'm thinking about it at 49. I'm definitely thinking about it at 80. So I guess where I would add to the conversation is if it's Wagner or David, you could easily convince me to draft one. If it's Okarike, well, that's a, yeah, you know, a guy coming off their first contract and I'm signing to a three or four year deal and thinking I'm getting at least two years of starting out of him, then I don't see a great path for that guy to get on the field. Okay, I'm with you you there. Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm with you there. Um, yeah, I think I I mean, that's special teams, but it's just not hard to find those guys. It's not, you're right, you're right. Um, you know, take take the kid out of uh, the was it Jackson out of uh. Appalachian State or whatever. Uh, I think right, right, right. You know, yeah. I mean, there's just a ton of them, either in the draft on day two, or frankly, when training camp opens, you and I will be in Latrobe saying, "Here's four off the ball linebackers that have had pretty decent careers that you could sign for league minimum." Yeah, it's almost like the that safety are- position now. It's funny you brought that up because I was looking at the safeties. I would love to take, get Edmonds and KZ signed because I think they're perfect complements for one another. But there's a ton of safeties this year in the class too. Like linebackers better, but 
their safeties are going to be a bargain. Again, <laughs> I mean, again, right. it's just a, a linebackers and safeties have become the, the true middle class of yeah, defensive free agency. Everybody wants the pass rushers. Everybody wants the guys who pick the, pick the football off. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're rare, unless and, you're rare. And I think I mentioned this Wednesday that if you go look over like the last 10 years, who are the real high priced linebackers that change teams? Most of them didn't work out that well. You know, uh, people will overspend for the big name guys. That's what worries me about Edmonds. Is he such a bright, shiny thing? He's super young, coming off his best year. I think the dollars he demands will not meet the production. And then you're talking about cutting them in a year or two. You know, I agree. I mean, I I can't imagine paying him, you know, 18 to 20 million dollars. That's nuts. Right, right, right. Because he's just not that kind of player. Right. He's a good player, but he's not, he's not a great player. Right, one hundred percent agree. I would rather do the, you know, the, many of those other names you mentioned at the know, six million range or eight million range. So you brought up safety. Let's take a look at some of the guys available there. Jesse Bates. Well, they're not signing Jesse Bates. He's pri- yeah, too pricey. Jordan Poyer. Probably he's, too pricey, but older than you think. He's thirty-two years old. Yeah. 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 Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to get paid a lot. Yeah, he's like, twenty-five. You're you're not going to be able to afford him. I don't know if you saw this, but the Eagles granted Slay permission to seek a trade because I think they want to bring back Gardner Johnson. Probably, yeah. I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Von Bell, twenty-eight years old. He's fine, but I'm, I think he's on the Edmonds level. I mean, no, I don't put I, yeah. high on this list, but I'd probably rather have Edmonds for a million cheaper. Uh, Jimmy Ward, almost thirty-two. I'm not paying a, yeah. a bunch of money for Jimmy Ward. Julian Love is probably going to get paid. I would imagine, but he's one I would consider. I mean, because yeah. 24 does it all, would really be a nice long-term compliment to Fitz, to Minka. He's one, he would be my top dollar item. Yeah, if you're going to go out and spend at that position, yeah. that's, that's one to go get. Uh, Taylor Rapp from the, uh, from the Rams. Um, he's fine. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's 25. Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill's older than you think, too. He's 27. I know. I know um, but- hard to believe. He would be useful. Donovan Wilson from the Cowboys. He actually started over KZ mm-hmm. uh, or started beside him. Uh, Adrian Amos is he's getting up there, but he's been around. But do you um, think he's getting pretty cheap? You might be able to get him at a reasonable price, yeah, to match yeah. up with uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Rodney McLeod, cheap. Cheap. And old. Devin McCourty, mm-hmm. old. I think he's a Patriot or nothing. Yeah. Marcus Epps. He's not Nick's- bad. Yeah. I know he's not a big name guy, but he's not a bad player. Uh Nick Scott from the Rams. I can't believe Edmonds ranks below. They rank Edmonds below some of these. Because over the, the last two so this is this is where I pro I run into issues with pro football focus. So the last two seasons, Edmonds has been one of the best safeties for their grading system mm-hmm. in the league. And, and yet here we are looking at safeties and he, and we still haven't gotten to him. I know. It, it, it amazes me. And I don't know who I'd even rather have between KZ and Edmonds in terms of if I was doing a list, but they both are right in this neighborhood, if not better, amongst NFL safeties. Yeah. Deshaun and, Elliott. Not a bad player. Yeah. John Johnson, who got released by the uh, Browns. Tayshawn Gibson. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't pay him what the Browns paid him. Tayshawn Gibson is almost 33. Kareem Jackson's 35. Nazir mm-hmm. Adlerly. Um, yeah, you know. 
Mike yeah. Edwards, and then we get to Terrell Edmonds. Right, which makes no sense, but so be it. And their their estimation on Terrell, uh, bringing Terrell Edmonds back is a two-year, $2.63 average million-dollar deal. So $5.2 million total. Sign me up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why he's that low. I mean, I understand he doesn't take the ball away, but yeah, but he's still getting better. I, I mean, I, I don't understand that either. Again, I'm just going by their grading system here, and you know, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I I don't know if we're on the same page on this one or not, but I would love to not really have a safety or linebacker need when the draft rolls around. Like, sure, you take one if they're there. But I would like to have Jack and a linebacker and basically three safeties locked up by then because I don't love this class at those two positions, and there's just so many other spots I'd rather use those picks. Well, I think you need to have at least one safety sign. At least one other, yeah. And then if you know if if, if he can add one there, that's great. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he better be able to drop down and play the nickel, or he better be able to play free and lo- allow Fitzpatrick to play at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I just think that big nickel is going to be a constant in this defense. Not every snap, but it's not. You know, I, I think that's how they want to play a lot. Yeah, I think so too. Um, at defensive defensive tackle, interior guys, you're looking at Javon Hargrave, Deron Payne, Dalvin no, no. Tomlinson. Looking at more than a, you want. Yeah. Uh, Draymond Jones, he's going to get ridiculous money because he's 26. Yeah. Uh, Zach Allen's probably going to get paid more than what you think because mm-hmm. uh, he's 25. Uh, David Onyemata. He's one of the guys on my list. Yeah. I think he's 30. He just turned 30. They're looking at a two-year, $15 million deal mm-hmm. is, is what they're projecting on David Onyemata. I don't know if he's better or worse than Ogan Joby. Um but they're in the same tier to me. They're in the same right. neighborhood. You know, they're disruptors. They're a little bit squattier than, you know, the Cams and Tuits and Aaron Smiths of the world. But he's had a good career. I'm fine with that, though, because you can you can use Liao on passing downs. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Like, uh, so you don't necessarily need, you know, that, that guy who's going to go in there and line up with, with uh, Hayward and, and rush the passer in, in the nickel and dime. Right. You'd, you'd like a guy who can do that. Like Ogunjobi. I mean, he, right. he gives you a pass rush, but he's not going to have double-digit sacks year after year. Yeah. Sheldon Rankins. That one's high on my list, too. I like yeah. Rankins a lot. They're get, they're saying uh, two years, uh, $12 million total. Sign me up for that. Yeah, right. If that's really what you could get him for, that would be a done deal for me already. Uh, and those guys, kind of like Ogunjobi, doesn't mean you pass on Brise. Right, or right. another D lineman, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ogunjobi comes in then. Uh, they're saying uh, three years, $30 million for him. I don't know if I want to go that high again with Larry Ogunjobi. It's a little pricey, yeah. I was saying yeah. the same thing. Uh, Matt Ioannidis from the Panthers. Quality player. Yeah. Two years, $13 million. Some of these D tackles have been around are like inning eaters, you know, starting pitchers that have kind of a high ERA, but just give you six or seven every week, every game they go out there and you can count on them. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Fox from the uh, Chargers. Not uh, bad. Sean Robinson from the That's Rams. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. They're saying he you get him one year, 2.5 million. He's much more nosy. Like he's not, he'll end up with two sacks, but he's 330. 
eats up double teams, is powerful as can be, only 28 years old. Like, and, and that guy, not that it matters, but I remember looking at him coming out of Bama as a quote prospect. He looked like a 35 year old man then, you know, right. like, yeah, just developed and mature and, you know, does the dirty work. He's going to last in the league a long time. Uh, Puna Ford from the uh, Seahawks. No, little. He, I, I don't think he fits. Yeah. 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 Jerron Reed from the Packers. He's another one. Another one of these Bama D tackles that have always done the dirty work in their three, four tough, going to last forever in the league. Gladly have him. Like he's a better version of Wormley to me. Yeah. Um, they're saying uh, two years, 7.5 million. Sure. Yeah. No, sign me up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Greg Gaines from the Rams. That's know. fine too. I mean, yeah. he's, he's always played next to Donald, which doesn't mean his life's easier because he does a lot of dirty work to free up Donald as well. Yeah. Taven Bryan from the the uh, Browns. No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Dean Lowry from the uh, Packers. Inning eater. Yeah. yeah. Fletcher Cox all the way down at the bottom of this list. Now, see, this is, this is the difference. Like, so you can get a guy, according to their projections, a guy like Lowry at two years, $8 million. Where you get Fletcher Cox, who they have rated below him at seven million. Yeah. Pay him for the name on the on the back of the jersey. Yeah. A little I bit. Mean, I mean I bet Cox turns into Namakong Su now, you know, where he signs right. one deals and Yep. You know, well, a little bit different. Sue plays a lot of snaps still, but if I'm Cox, I want to play somewhere where I play fifty percent of the snaps. Uh Kalen Saunders. From the uh, Chiefs, eh. okay, yeah, yeah. Akeem Hicks, he's getting up there in age. He's probably going to be that guy who signs one-year deals for the next right. couple of couple of years. He's uh, still a bear, though. Yeah, and you get to Chris Wormley. Mm-hmm. They say it's going to take two million dollars to bring him back. No one's going to scoop him up soon, though. Yeah, excuse me, no, I don't think so either because he's coming off an ACL. Right. Uh, right. Then you're looking at Shy Tuttle. Andrew Billings, Jerry Tillery, Derek Nandi, Terry Hyder. Um, that yeah, neighborhood so, doesn't, doesn't. Yeah, that, that, I'm not interested in that neighborhood. But you're not going to break the bank to get a guy here. No, I do no. have to laugh though that the you know the Browns fans think that they're going to get Javon Hargrave. Yeah, that is funny. He's going to make so much. Eighteen. The the guess here is eighteen point three million per year. I'll take the over. How are the Browns going to afford that? Right, they're already <laughs> over twenty. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Same thing with Deron, Deron Payne's going to get paid. Well, he got franchised. Or he got, well, he got franchised, but. Right. I, yeah. I don't think that, that's an exclusive, though. No, 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 no. I mean, he's big money guy, too. Yeah. Um. So how would you like the D-line room to look on draft day, before the draft? I'd like to have, an. I mean, another. I'd like to have a guy in there who's. Somewhere between twenty six and thirty. Yeah. As my as my other starter. The rank yeah. in Nevada, Even a Dalvin Tomlinson or you know, whoever. Yeah. yeah but yeah. he's gonna have to he's gonna have to be somebody that I know that's gonna be here. He's gonna play out that contract. If I give him a three year deal, he's gonna play through all three years. Mm-hmm. So I think right well, I know right now, Alualu, Ogunjobi, Wormley are not Steelers at the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'd be happy even just signing one of those twenty-six to thirty-year-olds, and then figuring out the other spots later. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I agree. I agree. 
Uh, but I think that's where the Steelers are going to be shopping at. Yeah. Maybe they make a, you know, a, go get a veteran outside linebacker, something like that. Um, go get yourself a Bud Dupree or something, uh, yeah. you know, on the cheap. And, you know, somebody, again, it's going to have to be somebody who understands his role. And Absolutely. I think the fact that Alex Highsmith had a big year last year helps that. You mean you mean it's more attractive for someone else to jump? Well, no, in? I think I think the guy, whoever they would happen to sign, would look at that and go, "Okay, I'm coming in as the number three. Oh, I 100 agree with you because I don't think it, Melvin Ingram didn't understand that when he was coming in, right? And Highsmith wasn't as he wasn't well, established yet. Established, right, right, right. Well, now yeah. he's established, and you know, coming, you know, getting off the bus when you get here, that yeah. okay, I'm I'm number three. Yeah, I mean, and. The draft wouldn't be terrible for that because you're going to have a lot of money tied up in your two starters. But I think you can always find a Justin Houston. You know, I mean, there's a lot of those old edge dudes that don't want to play a ton of snaps that can still get you seven or eight sacks a year, you know, that are good players. It's not a bad place to shop either. Yeah, the uh, projection here on uh, on Pro Football Focus for Bud Dupree is one year, $2.25 million. Exactly. You know, right. Okay. Four. Right, that's 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 fine. I could we and can he do that. Sign a one-year deal. I mean, he almost has no choice but to sign a one-year deal. It's almost a prove-it year for him. And then you know, if he goes out and plays well, maybe next year he goes somewhere else and they give him money again. But he's thirty. He's thirty. Wow, now, that surprises me that he's thirty. But that adds up. Yeah, been around a while. So, yeah, I, I would be calling him now. I mean, because he doesn't. He also doesn't hurt your comp pick. Well, that's right. I mean, that's the the perfect uh, storm with that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, he's a perfect example for me. If, if, if they're talking under four million a year, yeah, absolutely. Sign yeah. me up. Sign me up. You can subscribe now to the drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back uh, with, uh, well, Daniel Jeremiah has updated his top 50 list, Matt. Oh, cool. Okay. Got some new names on there. We'll do that right after this.